Paychecks in the Office listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. This is State of Emergency. What's up, everyone? It's Chicks in the Office with Rianne Fran, giving you that Friday energy on a Monday. We are super excited for another episode. <laughs> I don't know where I was Good. going with that. Let's Do you want to restart? Or I want to restart. Like to continue? Okay. No, I would like to restart that. This is a note, okay. Noah, to not put this in. We're restarting. For real, though. It's not like ha-ha. Yeah, it's uh, not like ha-ha funny. Wait, really? Because I, yeah. I thought it would be funny if I like no, no, no. restarted the intro. <laughs> no. This is State of Emergency. What's up, everyone? It's Chicks in the Office with Rianne Fran, giving you that Friday energy on a Monday. As always, presented by our favorite Macy's, our favorite place to shop right now. Guys, Mother's Day is literally coming up this weekend. If you order today on Macy's, chances are... Maybe you'll get it by the weekend or maybe like right after Mother's Day, but it's a good time to do it. Um, Fran, you yes. got a product from Macy's recently that you've been ranting and raving about. Why don't you tell the people about it? Um, I, I think that I might be saying it wrong because I've been, <laughs> I've been calling it a Foreo, um, but then I watched some YouTube videos because I wanted to make sure that I was using it right and people were calling it Foreo and I don't, I'm not quite sure what what is the proper pronunciation, but it, it's, you know, a face cleansing brush device that I got from Macy's. I love it. Um, they have tons of different like mini ones, large ones. It's fantastic. They have all these amazing skincare products, everything that you need Macy's has. It, it's, it's tr- truly everything, especially like you said, Mother's Day products for your mom, gift sets for your mom. They have tons of good skincare gift sets that you can do. Um, so many great things. Exactly. And if you want to shop the things we bought uh, clothing-wise, you can go to Macy's.com slash Chicks in the Office. You'll see the athletic wear we picked out. You'll see the outfits that we picked out that are super cute that once we are out of this lockdown, we'll be wearing. So once again, that's oh, Macy's.com slash Chicks in the Office. Fran, how are you doing on this lovely Sunday afternoon? I'm good. We had, it was a beautiful weekend. Um, got outside. Got some, got some sun. Just feel like you know that good, good sun just mm-hmm. makes a big difference. That boosts your mood. Vitamin, yeah. vitamin D. Vitamin D. Yeah, boosts your mood. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to make you feel uncomfortable, Francesca. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, really, just it's a great, great weekend. And I'm trying to think of what else. That was kind of about it. Very low key, low key weekend. Yeah, well, friend, it had to be a low-key weekend because can't really go anywhere, which I am confused about because I'm seeing people out and about in parks, on in pictures. I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Seeing these pictures of people just on top of each other, no masks. I'm confused. When did the lockdown end? It didn't. It did not, but... For shame. I, th- those pictures were crazy, too, because they do seem like they're really close together. And, and this is Manhattan we're talking about. And, at, like, at least wear a mask. Like, nobody even had masks on. 
they were very close together, um, which is is shocking to me. I don't really I don't really get it. But here we are. I mean, it's 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 another week. We're pushing through. And wait, I did have something crazy to to tell you, or I already told you, but I can tell everybody else. Okay. So Friday, I guess yes, Friday night. Friday night, my sister texts me. She bought the two of us these sister like they're just little string bracelets for christmas and we had both worn them every day like did not wear them all the time don't take them off they're string you know whatever yarns like wear in the shower everything and she texted me friday night that hers broke and she was like so sad about it you know mine broke and i said oh we'll get new ones and then saturday morning i wake up and look at my wrist and it's not on my wrist and I was so confused and I went to look, look in the bed and it broke in my sleep and it was like broken in the bed sheets. Isn't that so weird? Spooky. Yes, spooky. spooky. <laughs> you know what they say about that, friend, is um, I think that well, I could be totally making this up, but I, I think- <laughs> You know what, what they, they say. You know what they say and maybe they is just my brain. But I think it's when something protects, uh, something like bad was supposed to happen to you or your sister and you're protected by it. And then that's when the, the yeah. bracelet breaks and it shows both of you that something almost happened, but the bracelet yeah. saved you guys. Oh my God. We, gotta get, we, we better get new bracelets. You have to get one fast. Something can <laughs> happen again <laughs> in, a, in a matter of time. But it was, it was freaky. Like I woke up and was like, whoa, that is so weird because she and she had texted me like late Friday night. It had, ju- you know, it had. I got the text right before we went to bed. Spooky hours. Yeah, maybe something really in the dark. I know, really so so weird. But yeah, I'm gonna have to get new ones, I guess. Or I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 we're going unprotected now. <laughs> Immediately, you're gonna die soon. Okay, yeah, that took goodness. it too far. Yeah. that took it too far. I didn't yeah. mean that. You and your sister are safe. You just have to get new bracelets. Yes, Rhea, you. Well, first of all, before I before you talk about the movie that you half watched, I want to say that you, if pe- if people have been following your Twitter journey of finding a good sitcom to to watch, hmm. you made the switch from Schitt's Creek to New Girl. Yeah, I and you're have. happy about it. I am <laughs> very happy with my decision. I will. Uh, I'll, okay. Did you just hear Hank scream? Oh my God. Yeah, like, I did. Let's keep it together. What are you saying yeah. down there? Um, I started watching Shit's Creek, right? And listen, people, this is going to piss some people off. It's going to make you upset. So if you don't want to be upset, then, then shut your ears and act like I'm yeah. not saying this. But here's the cold hard truth. I watched Shit's Creek and I did not laugh. I didn't yeah. really laugh. It's not that I hated it. It's not that I really disliked it. It's that I just didn't yeah. love it. I didn't want to keep... It just I, didn't, I watched, it didn't move the needle. No, I watched a yeah. full season and four episodes because people kept saying, it gets better, it gets better, yeah. it gets better. And then I realized if I don't like the premise now, I'm never going to like it. Like, right. I'm just over the show. I don't necessarily enjoy it that much. It's not that I don't like it. Like I, Not that I hate it. Like I said, it just yeah. isn't making me chuckle. It's not doing anything yeah. for me. So then I tweeted about this and this girl <laughs> got so mad and said I was People too are stupid pissed. to understand Shit's Creek. Kind of like yeah. when Fran said that about Veep, it brought back like some memories. I got PTSD and all of a sudden I oh my snapped God. back. I'm kidding, Fran. You are allowed to say whatever you want to me. Yeah. <laughs> this girl though, who called me too stupid, it's like it's Shit's Creek is the humor that 
up there that I won't understand it. Um, So then I, I quoted her tweet and I put her picture of her biting into a white claw. That was her profile picture. And I said, this screams peak intelligence, which I didn't want to do, but my fingers, they couldn't be stopped. And then I think, I don't know if that girl was too pleased with me, but she said I was too stupid. So I had to say something back. I mean, and, and I would and, like to say and, she was wrong because she said that I would like New Girl because it is the dumbest show ever to exist. And you know what? I don't yeah. think New Girl is the dumbest show ever to exist. I actually quite like it. And I think a lot of people like it. New Girl is fantastic. I, I love New Girl. I think New Girl is one of, one of my favorites when it comes to, you know, those those types of shows. I've watched New Girl start to finish a bunch it is very funny it's up there with um parks and rec for me let me tell you they did a parks and rec reunion show thursday night where they all you know they all it was all via video and it was Pawnee. you know not Pawnee, but it was basically like all of them as their characters dealing with the coronavirus and how they would be living their lives if this was all happening for them right now and it was so good and so well done and so cute. And it was all for a good cause. They were raising money for Feeding America. And they ended it by all of them singing <laughs> the little Sebastian song. And I-, I cried real tears, real, like real tears. It hit. And it's, it's one of those shows, like those are the show, those shows, like something like Parks and Rec, I love so much because the cast all loves each other so much, I feel like, even now. And New Girl is is very similar in that way. I feel like they all had – like, you can tell how much fun they had making that show. Yeah, I agree. I um, I didn't watch what you watched, but I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I knew you would I did. something like that. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying New Girl. The cast is a lot of fun. And uh, you know what? If that makes me stupid, so be it. So yeah. be it, because I like it. So um, be it. I also watched, let's move to the second the second piece of stupid entertainment you're while you watched. I watched half of Cats. I did. I watched half of Cats, and let me tell you, you took was, the plunge. It was horrifying. Yet I couldn't <laughs> look away at some parts. The main disturbing part of the whole thing was that they did not look like cats. They just which looked we like which naked we knew humans. <laughs> yes. They looked like naked, but just seeing the way they were yeah, like yeah, on yeah. around and yeah. shit freaked me <laughs> out. It really gave me the heebie-jeebies, to be quite honest. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I think I don't think you're the only one who felt that way. It's as weird as as people say. Um, you know, I never saw the play Cats, so I don't necessarily understand what Cats is about. And yeah. we've had this conversation many times. And even half an yeah. hour through the movie, I had no idea what cats was about still you jellical cats okay that's right they're jellical you could cats, be t- they could do weird things and they have diff- they have names and yeah. that's about it i could be told the um i could be told the plot of cats a million times and like if you ask me a half hour later after i've been told the plot of cats hey what's the plot of cats i i've it's our, it's gone already. Like I, I've Googled it. I've asked other people. I've seen it on Twitter. Like I've seen it so many times, the plot of cats and people trying to explain it. And if you said, Fran, what is the plot of cats? I, they're cats. And, and that's, they're that is, that cats. is pretty much the plot. So they're um, cats. how, they're how far cats. did you, did you, would you say like halfway? Mm, do you think you'll, do you think you'll go finish half. it? No, no, I, <laughs> I, 
I fully rented it for $6 with the thought in my head, I am not going to finish this. I said it out loud. I said, we're not going to finish this. I'm going to pay the $6 anyway, because I need to see what this train wreck is about. And well, I'm glad you could rent it because when it first came out, you could only just buy it and I couldn't justify buying it. So now that I know you can rent it, maybe I'll go back and and give it a try. Yeah. You definitely have to check it out because I, I will say this about it. I did catch myself bopping my head back and forth a little bit. Oh, the, mu- the, the music is good. It's just that they made the, like, I, nobody's ever shit on the music. The music is the best part of it. It's just the concept is, did not, trans- did not translate to movie form. Let me tell you, it wasn't like watching Phantom of the Opera. That movie, mm. I love. I love Phantom of the Opera. And it was a play it's first, a good one. And it was a yeah. really good movie as well this you are you are correct <laughs> thank you for solidifying that fact friend <laughs> uh, okay oh, man. all right i think it's time to get into the yeah. show we have a great show of course we do we have so a great have- show ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we say that every episode even if we had a bad one actually no i know we do tell them when when it's not that good i mean we've had really <laughs> good ones I, I, I don't i don't want to brag but they have been really good yeah, we're doing a great job. We're killing it. Um, <laughs> we're just trying to make ourselves feel better. Um, okay, let's yep. get into the topics for today. We have Gigi Hadid confirming her pregnancy with Zayn. We have more drama with the Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler divorce. Peter, Pi- Pi- oh God, <laughs> I can't even Peter say Pike it. And Pip- Peter Pike and Peter Pike. AKA Pilot Pete <laughs> yeah. and Kelly confirm their relationship yeah. on Instagram. We already saw that coming. And Kendall Jenner says the word cooch. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And of course, we have the feel good segment. Chris Harrison, the legend himself, he joins the show. What a great time. Chris Harrison. Let me say, oh, you guys have to listen to it. Obviously, you will if you're listening to this right now, but it is so good. And we have yes. Robbie Amell as well. So let's get into it, starting off with Gigi Hadid. Climb on board. We'll go slow and high tempo. Light and up. Hold me hard and mellow. I'm seeing the pain, seeing the pleasure. Nobody but you, nobody but me, nobody but us, nobody's together. I love to hold you Hadid has officially confirmed her pregnancy with Zayn on Jimmy Fallon, aka Uncle Jimmy. Yeah, we weren't sure if she was just going to let this ride, if they were going to stay quiet, but more and more came out. Like it was TMZ saying they're having a baby, and it was a girl, and then Yolanda's talking about being a grandmother. So obviously, they were going to have to talk about it. It happened very quickly. She appeared on on Jimmy Fallon and said, you know. This isn't the way that they had hoped to announce this, but you know, it, it is what it is. And that they're very excited and she's really she's really having a baby. This is one of those this is one of those stories that like I won't be doing anything, you know, I'm coloring or, you know, whatever. What a weird thing to throw out there. <laughs> I've been coloring a lot recently. And you know, when you just have all your thoughts to yourself and and you're just kind of running through things. And then randomly, I'm just like, Gigi Adid is really having a baby with Zayn. Like, that's something that is going, that's happening. That's yeah. really happening. 
It has very similar Kylie Jenner vibes. Like when we found out Kylie yeah. Jenner was pregnant, but she never confirmed it. It was just silence for nine yeah. months. All of a sudden it's the day of the Super Bowl and Kylie Jenner announces Boom, that she just baby. had a baby. Insane. Yeah. Couldn't wrap your, your head around it. But yeah. I feel the same way about Gigi Hadid. As soon as I watched that video on Jimmy Fallon, I thought I was in a dream where Gigi Hadid mm-hmm. was pregnant. It seems like a likely dream nowadays. Dreams have been crazy. So yeah. I thought that was it. No, she really is pregnant with Zane. I'm happy for them. There's really not much else to say because I feel like she's just going to have the baby and then talk about it. Like, I, and now at this point, since it's been announced, she said it on Jimmy Fallon. If she was going to post on Instagram about it, I feel like she would have done that by now. Yeah. But this is this is the thing. Like, do we now get pregnancy content from Gigi? Because I would assume so. And that's still going to be so bizarre. Like, I feel like every time I, I see that, I'm going to be like, wow. Just the same revelation I have every time. Wow, she's having a baby with Zayn. Um, it's really – and you know what else I was thinking about? I just I wonder what all the other girls think, because you know we ta- mm-hmm. we talked about Justin and Haley so much so in depth with like Haley's relationship with her friends and how they what they thought about Justin if they got along because you always thought of like well Justin and Selena and Selena's friends with blah 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 and but and and you know Selena's friends with Taylor and Taylor's friends with Gigi and like where does this all but Gigi and Haley are friends so it's it, it continues this circle that happens and now I'm thinking like. What do all these people think of Zane? Like, what does Kendall think of Zane? Right. Do they, have they? Do they even spend time together? Like, is is Gigi going to be kind of out because now she's like going to be with Zane forever? Well, do they like, like Zane. You know, if you're friends with somebody and they want to be with somebody, then at, at some point you just accept it that they love that person and they're going to have a baby yeah. with that person. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm not going to be friends with you. That would be ridiculous. I wouldn't do that with my friends, so I'm sure they wouldn't do it with theirs. I also think, and this is when we get way too wrapped up in celebrities' lives, right? I genuinely look through Bella Hadid's Instagram. I'm like, damn, she's going to be an aunt. I'm so happy for her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Oh, Aunt Bella. That's so nice. Like like we said when we talked about it last time, it's really digging like too deep like i'm thinking about their, the family parties uh dua lipa anwar you know mm-hmm. the Gigi and bella's other siblings muhammad's other kids you know the whole just the whole, the whole thing whole dynamic um it will be very interesting for sure and then it's like what is Gigi gonna move to the farm in pennsylvania and 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 stay there for like are they going to live the rest of their lives on this farm? Like, is Gigi going to go back to, to modeling? Is she, maybe she's not, maybe she's not going to want to. I don't know about that. If I had to say, I would say Gigi Hadid will definitely go back to modeling. That girl does not quit when it comes to modeling. She was walking the runway pregnant. We didn't even know it. So I think she'll continue. Um, Right. I, this has been making me like kind of influence my sister had to have a baby. I, I won't lie. I've been talking to my sister about this. I'm like, I think it's time. I think it's time you have a child. Uh, the wedding got pushed back. So, you know, you should do something yes, to make your heart but happy. They're, <laughs> but they're still going to get married. Yeah, they're still going to get married. That's true. So, like, um, they'll legally be married. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll legally be married. I want to be an aunt so bad. Like, right now, I definitely don't want to be a mom. I think that makes yeah. sense. I'm 22 years old. I definitely don't want to be a mom. Super that fair. scares the shit out of me. I don't even, ugh, I'm getting the shivers thinking about that. But an aunt... A really cool aunt. You would be a really cool aunt. 
Thank you would you. be a funny. And you know what? I think yeah. you'd be a great mom. And I think I'm going to be a great aunt to your mom. I mean, to your kid. Yeah. Yep. That's very true. Fun Aunt Rhea. <laughs> Woo! Aunt Riri's coming over. Yeah. <laughs> it just has a fun ring to it. <laughs> it definitely does. Wow. Nicole, I mean, it could happen. Hey, Nicole, if you're listening to this, or if your fiance is listening to this, right? just do it tonight. No, just, I'm don't, just, don't put that in. Don't put just that. do it. Just, just do just it. Just do it tonight. Shia LaBeouf a, gift. A good just quarantine baby. My God. So funny. Well, I mean, look, this is Gigi is really going to have a baby. Although, and what's, if she's, oh boy, mental math. Um, so they say what, she's five months right now? Yeah, so I think the baby so will happen in September. May, June, July, August. Say a September, August, September. Wow, maybe me and this baby will have the same birthday. Possibly. Something crazy. <laughs> or, oh, I'm about to say something creepy. Should I say it? Should I not what? say it? Should I say it? Just say it. Maybe the baby will have the same birthday as Nick Jonas and Chase Stokes. That's also possible. <laughs> I was thinking, I mean, yeah. And Gigi is, I'm, that's Okay, that was creepy. That that. No, I'm serious. Noah, cut that out. Don't put that in there. It is not out. creepy at all. <laughs> it's not creepy at all. Jo- it could be Joe Jonas's, Joe Jonas's birthday is in August. Could maybe Maybe it's earlier than we think. And she's having a baby on her ex's birthday. Ooh. That'd or be think, awkward, but not really or, at all. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> we, we might be taking this too far. Yeah, let's end, let's um, end it before we let's get end this. Let's end this topic. <laughs> <laughs> you're like Fran and I, you're probably doing a lot of online shopping. You're browsing your phone. Things are popping up. Maybe you're just sitting on your laptop. All of a sudden you end up on Macy's. You can't stop shopping like us. Well, guys, I have great news that will make your online shopping even easier and better with coupon codes. Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. Honey automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to be. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites, whether that's Macy's, Sephora, whatever it is at this time. You check out, this little box drops down, and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds for it to scan for every promo code on the internet, and all of a sudden, the prices drop. Honey has helped me save a lot of money while I'm online shopping. It is super easy when you're shopping on these sites. Like I said, it will pop up in the corner. It will tell you how much you're going to save, and boom, you just save money instantly. It's literally getting free money, guys. It is pointless not to download it because then you'll be not saving money when you could easily be saving a lot of it. Honey has found it's over 18 million members, over $2 billion in savings. And did you know Honey supports over 30,000 stores online and they're adding more every single day? 
In fact, users absolutely love Honey. We love Honey, and that's why it has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Not using Honey, like I said, is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just two clicks. All you have to do to get Honey for free is join honey.com slash chicks. That's joinhoney.com slash chicks. Go on your internet browser, type that in, boom, two clicks. All of a sudden, you'll be saving money on every online shopping site that you visit. So once again, that's joinhoney.com slash chicks. Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari's divorce has been heating up. We are getting more and more information as the days go by. It seems like they have finally reached an agreement after uh, a week of fighting, right? Would you say yeah, that? Yeah, there's... I, I definitely. I think, I think both of us thought that this could get messy. Kristen and Jay individually both seem like very stubborn people. And all these released court documents were coming out and it was, you know, Kristen wants to buy a house, but Jay told their, their financial manager not to release the funds. So they've had to live in the same house and that it's been kind of contentious. And Kristen's worried about Jay saying things about her in front of the kids. And like, so it seemed very uncomfortable and like things could take a bad turn, especially if there is some kind of custody battle or who knows It, it, it could have, it could, it could still get bad, but at least for now, it appears that they have come to a temporary agreement. Um, a source told E! News that Kristen and Jay have made some progress in moving forward with the divorce. They are now agreeing that Jay will allow Kristen to purchase the home she has been looking at since November of last year, where when they started having serious issues, which prompted her to start looking in the, for- in the first place. Um, in exchange for that, they are agreeing to split the time with their children one week on and one week off they are having the kids stay in the home and Kristen will stay a week then Jay will stay a week um, and then they he wrote that this will change once Kristen moves into her new residence as the kids will have to move from her home to his every other week the source explains um, as for when her move will take place the source believes Kristen should be able to move should be able to close within a month on the new residence the insider says the hope is that things between Jay and Kristen will probably get better once she is settled uh, as the new living arrangement will help to alleviate any tensions between the now exes since they aren't having to deal with each other as much. Which is fair. I, things could be blowing up right now because they have, they're still living under the same roof. And it, it just, that's just unhealthy for, for everyone. So I guess Jay finally agreed to let Kristen move. Man, parenting is hard. Honestly, thinking about this, it, it, it makes me feel bad, but at least they figured out a situation where yeah. they can both be with the kids. Um, and hopefully Kristen gets out of that house as soon as possible. I mean, it's kind of hard right now because of everything that's going on. I would imagine it, it's hard to just move houses, yeah. um, but hopefully she can get out as soon as possible so they can have as least tension as possible because I'm sure living together is a huge nightmare right now, especially with all the rumors that are swirling on the internet. As we talked about before, Kristen and her friend Kelly uh, that are no longer friends because there were rumors that Kelly and Jay were sleeping together and Kelly didn't really deny it. And then Kristen Cavallari has spoken up about their friendship before saying that after the whole thing went down and Kelly didn't really deny it and then she kept tweeting about it and Kristen wasn't happy with that. She had reached out to Kelly um, over text message because she was like, I just kind of want to get 
over it, like move past it. Um, and Kelly just ended up never answering her. So I feel yeah. like that's kind of a telltale sign that you're either really guilty or just an extremely shitty friend that anytime uh, something bad happens, you run away. So in this case, I feel like she was yeah. definitely guilty. And now there's these pictures coming up because she posted on her Instagram the other day a picture uh, having a drink outside with a mysterious man who has these yeah. these beaded bracelets on. And then someone yeah. tweeted these pictures at us, uh, this picture that she posted, and then Jay Cutler on his Instagram from a while back wearing beaded bracelets. And uh, on upon further inspection, Jay Cutler is a huge beaded bracelet man. This guy yeah. loves wearing beaded bracelets. Yeah. And although the one in the picture is not matching up exactly to ones that uh, Jay Cutler has been seen wearing. I wonder how many men Kelly's hanging out with that wear these beaded yeah. bracelets. Is this a common thing in Nashville? What's going on? Because it seems to be Jay Cutler's thing. So I think Kelly knew exactly what she was doing with this photo. Uh, there is a rumor that she, Kelly has a boyfriend, a, a, a different man. Uh, a, a source told E that Kelly has a boyfriend. Uh, it's possible that that was the man in her post. He said, this is 100% not Jay. This is Kelly seeking attention. It's very sad that she felt the need to do this for some more followers. Jay is not involved with Kelly. So now it makes me think that, like, <laughs> unless everybody's rocking beaded bracelets, Kelly and her man, boyfriend, whoever the heck this guy is, like, she knew what people were going to think posting that picture with the bracelets especially with her she like commented again with a bunch of hashtags and like one of the hashtags was hashtag but is it though like and it was just she's she's just a a a cloud chaser she's She's just looking for that fame she's so thirsty she needs a sip of water pronto because she's thirsty as fuck. You could see it. She probably planted planted this bracelet on another man. And so <laughs> people would think, like, I, I tweeted that the other night because somebody had said the same thing. They were like, well, what if she planted that? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. She could have easily planted that on somebody else's hand to make it cause drama. And also just, even if she's not with Jay, the whole thing just sickens me thinking a best friend could do that to their best friend. Like, yes, it is disgusting that Jay Cutler would do that. Um, yeah. But there's no excuses. But a yeah. best friend it makes it so much worse. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, what is wrong with, what is wrong with girls right. who bang their best friend's husband? It makes no sense to me. It makes, it makes absolutely no sense. sense. Wouldn't you be like, I, the complete opposite. It's icky. Like it's it, icky. It, it, it makes me feel like I need to take a shower. Yeah. No, you're right. It's very icky. And even if Kelly didn't, and it's all just rumors, like she has been benefiting off these rumors for months now. I think like Kristen kind of alluded to that in the show that she like did not like that Kelly was clearly trying to like make it a thing to to make sure right. to keep like her name out there, you know, and. Also, even as whatever, they had a falling out. So, but even as a former best friend, to see Kristen go through a divorce like this, where you can see that it is getting a little heated and probably is way more dramatic on the more than we know. And posting that anyway is just such a bitch move. This picture makes me sick. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, God. If for our, you know, 
people can't see. It's a podcast. It's a picture of Kelly and Jay Cutler together. Disgusting. Yeah. I just... You, listen, you really have to be pretty, stuff. pretty, you have to be pretty heartless to, right. to like make, make that post and obviously know how people are going to react. Right. And maybe there's, um, some stuff about Kristen that we don't know, but that yeah. does not change the fact that this girl, Kelly is completely in the wrong on how she handled the situation. Absolutely. Nobody want to see us together, but it don't matter. guys the moment we have all been waiting for we all knew it was coming it's been a long time coming peter weber pilot pete bachelor pete peter peter pumpkin eater is, <laughs> is finally a one woman man he made it official he and kelly are together they're instagram official they're a couple i mean if you miss peter's instagram it's peter's dad posted an instagram peter's mom posted an instagram <laughs> like they all could not be more happy about this uh peter and kelly officially a couple yay <laughs> Woo! yay yippee yeehaw so i'm just excited. hoping this means that they just like do like I'm happy for them. Now, like, go do your own, go do your yeah. thing. Yeah, go away. Yeah. <laughs> not, not like that, but just, yeah. we get it. You guys are dating, yeah. cool. We're not going to shit on you anymore. We don't care. If you guys are happy together, that's fabulous. You know what? Yeah. Everyone deserves happiness. Everyone deserves to be in love. But listen, we don't want to see your cringy-ass TikToks of you singing Akon. Like, I don't want to see that at all. It made me feel terribly uncomfortable. I couldn't sleep at night with uh, the thoughts of Peter and Kelly pointing at each other yeah. and saying, I got you. Yeah. It, oh. And what was what's really funny about it is, like, no, nobody want to see us together. Like, no. We all wanted to see you guys together. Peter, you picked the wrong girl a billion times before you finally realized that Kelly was the right one. Like, we've been rooting for you and Kelly this whole time. <laughs> exactly. Like what, like, what do you mean nobody wants to see you together? We all want to see you together. That was the whole point. <laughs> Right. It's like, it's the whole thing he missed this entire time. It's like, he's so oblivious to certain things. We, this, even you your mom, her we home. all wanted to see you guys together. Everybody was like, Kelly's the most normal. Kelly's so normal. Pick Kelly. Yeah. And that she got sent home because she was the most normal. And then you ended yeah. up engaged and then you tried dating another woman. And now you are finally with Kelly. So no, yeah. Peter, you didn't want to see you together. Not us. Yeah, you. literally you. It, is it P- Peter is truly one of the, like the luckiest bastards out there. Like he has the fact that all these women have just been like, yeah, I'll date you. You know, like between uh, <laughs> Hannah Ann and then Madison and Kelly, like he, every woman has given him a fair shot. And I think Kelly did have a, of a, a waiting period, make sure he was serious. They obviously jumped into the, you know, quarantine life quickly, but they were weird about like, oh, you know, we're not dating, we're not dating, we're not dating. And then obviously, finally, she cracked. Now they're 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 a couple. Um, it's but, hard not to crack when somebody is breathing yeah. next to you saying, "Date me, date right. me." But isn't of course, it just they're like so funny 
that like they met before the show had nothing to do with the show (laughs) he did this whole show that she was on he did not pick her on the show and then like after the show they end up getting together it's just like the whole show was pointless (laughs) besides all the amazing drama we got out of it like he ended up with Kelly in the end. And and it's different because I think there is more of a love story if it was like, oh, he picked Kelly at the end of the actual show. And mm-hmm. you're like, wow, they were meant to be. Like, they met to, they met at the beginning and this is who he was supposed to pick. <laughs> he, he picked three other girls before her, four other girls before her. <laughs> so it's, it's just funny that it's just like, even the show, it didn't even work on the show. Clearly... They are a real life couple, so I I give them props for that. They work in the real world, and they didn't work in the Bachelor world. And you want to work in the real world, right? So maybe now it'll work, like we said in the beginning. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see less of them. I'm not sure about that. I can imagine the TikToks are going to keep uh, coming. Yeah, it's like if, we, if it's almost like if they didn't start doing these TikToks, nobody would be that turned off by it. It, it was just the weird even. Even coming up with better TikToks, like just don't make them that cringy, and we won't care. Yeah, yeah. What What did you think of Barb's Instagram post of the collage of all the pictures of them together? It made me laugh really hard because I know that Barb's probably put a lot of work into that, smiling on her couch freakishly as she, you know, color yeah and cut these pictures together. And the the what was it? Um, like on Word copy art what was the clip art clip art clip art art. like it was a clip art copy art. i don't know why i'm thinking yeah clip art rose on it barb's gonna barb i mean of course she made that she's probably ecstatic so happy is that the word ecstatic yeah she's ecstatic yeah it didn't sound right coming off the tongue there but um she's definitely what it is it is what it it is definitely it definitely is there was something oh there's also something very funny about the Peter Weber connection to like famous people because his mom's friends with other moms. Like it's like <laughs> it's it's like Barb is friends with I remember seeing it the first time and being like, "Oh, weird. Like Victoria Justice had posted a picture of her and Peter being like, "Good luck on the bachelor," like the whole thing. And it came out that, you know, they were childhood friends, that their 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 moms are friends. And it's just, it must just be maybe like the Cuban connection. I don't know what it is. Because then on this Instagram, Bella Thorne's mom commented and was like, oh, we got to come over for whatever and hang out. We'll bring all the kids. Like, you tell Bella. Bella was like, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> like, it's just, it's it's like Peter's the kid who's mom is friends with all the other moms and and the mom set up play dates for them with like their without their consent i mean that explains peter's entire life and it's like his mom yeah. chose who he hung out with his mom chose who he who he dates his mom is in control of his entire life yeah yeah she is but, a momager know, I, without peter yes. having a, an, an entertainment career yes and and i will say this besides the cringy tiktoks like you said I do like them as a couple. I, I think I, I they're they're cute and I like if they're happy, that's great. But yeah, the like you said, cringy TikToks are tough. Just don't sing Akon together. That's all yeah. I ask. Yeah. We all want to see you together. <laughs> <laughs> you need-
Harvest makes it easy for me to have clean food every day without even trying. They keep my house stocked with delicious food built on whole fruits and vegetables. Daily Harvest delivers delicious, clean food right to your door. It takes just a few minutes to prepare, and I never have to question if the food I'm eating is good for me. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to enjoy it, so you don't have to overthink any of your meals for the week. They have delicious options for any time of day, smoothies, soups, harvest bowls, flatbreads, and more. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial ingredients. They work directly with farms, and they freeze organic fruits and vegetables at peak ripeness to lock in nutrients and taste. Daily Harvest is their stuff is truly delicious, and you're shocked by how fresh all this stuff is. When you open that smoothie. It is real fruit. You are it. And it looks so good. The smoothies are delicious. You can see the fruit right in the container. It's so fresh. My favorite thing that Daily Harvest does, probably their smoothies, have them in the morning. And then I also love their soups. Their soups are delicious. Like they said, so easy to, to, make. It's like five minutes or less. Daily Harvest is also committed to minimizing their environmental impact. They're in the process of transitioning to 100% compostable recycling packaging and are over 50% of the way there already. So go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code CHICKS to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code CHICKS for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com, dailyharvest.com. Kendall Jenner had the best tweet in response to the people on Twitter who say the NBA just passes her around. She said, they act like I'm not in full control of where I throw this cooch. And I fucking loved it. Men, Kendall. We, you know what? We've talked about this before. We love when like Kendall and Kylie get into the mix because they rarely do it. You don't see it that often, but clearly got to the point that Kendall was like, you know what? I'm just going to slam dunk on everyone. Uh, Like my basketball reference there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Thank you. And with this tweet, because this all started, she was spotted hanging out with Devin Booker. They were like, oh, she's on this road trip with uh, driving with Devin Booker. But then it comes out like these are, Kendall has seen a very uh, limited group of friends that have all been, limiting their exposure to other people, but they've all seen each other. So like a group of people that they still hang out and Devin Booker is one of those people. Kendall has just always been, I feel like friends with a lot of guys. Like that's just, she, she has her girlfriends for sure, but she does, I think have a lot of guy friends also. And so obviously everyone saw Devin Booker, they freaked out. They, all the memes. And I mean, the video that this originally came from was, kind of insane like it was like a video of adults throwing a child around in a group like very very ferociously (laughs) like the the video in itself is alarming that there was a a child being thrown around like this and you know everybody said ha okay this is Kendall being tossed around the NBA no 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 Kendall is in charge of her cooch Exactly. And where she tosses it. Mm-hmm. And I like, like you were saying, um, I wish that Kendall and Kylie did this more often. Cause it seems like they're very funny. We saw yeah. that with Kylie's TikToks with Stassi. Every time she gets a little drunk and goes on Instagram, we see Kylie's yes. personality come out and I absolutely love it. Same thing with Kendall. And it's great. We do make those jokes that like Kendall is always with basketball players, but if the basketball players yeah. like her and she likes the basketball players, then why not? 
what is she supposed to just right. not hang out with them because people are like, oh, she hangs Those out with too many. She likes them. Yeah. So let her hang out with them. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It is very funny. Speaking of Kylie's Instagrams, it just cracks me up because there are some nights that I just, I you remember how old Kylie is. Like she and St- like she and Stassi are just getting drunk alone in her house, drinking Don Julio nineteen forty two. Like they're just <laughs> exclusively just, amazing tequila, and they eat their potato buns, their whatever they love, the Hawaiian buns, mm-hmm. just like straight bread. They watch Trolls World Tour for like the millionth time. Those videos, if you didn't see the videos of Stormy dancing to Trolls, it's the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's so cute. It's that so, is so cute. cute. I love the videos of Stormy. And this is something I was thinking about, and I'm not judging Kylie Jenner on this because I am a full Kylie Jenner supporter. Full. She might yeah. be my favorite in the family at this point in time. I don't know why. I just, I love her energy. She just seems yeah. to have a good time. She really does. If you don't closely follow- My favorite follow, changes all the time too. Ky- if you don't closely follow Kylie Jenner, then I could see why people would be like, oh, Kylie Jenner, all she does is post hot pictures. Yeah. yeah. There's more to Kylie Jenner, guys. And- Here's my question. When we see these videos of her getting drunk, blasting music, and like, mm-hmm. you know, 10 minutes before that, we saw Stormy on her yeah. story. Right. When they put Stormy to bed and then they're blasting the music, can Stormy hear the music or is the house so big that there's parts of the house where they could blast music where Stormy won't hear it? Same thing with Travis Scott smoking. Yeah. Because I saw him in the house, blowing smoke in the air, which I fully support. You do that, Travis. But where is Stormy? Yeah. Because she was just on the story a second right. ago. All valid questions. And honestly, I feel like, one, the house is probably big enough. Two, I wonder if she has, like, at-home help. I'm sure she does. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what if, do you mean you wonder? No, I, she has no, at-home I'm help. saying I'm – no, she absolutely does. I'm curious if she has it right now during this time. If, But I would assume Yes. I'm in sure which they case, have, she, have, she has living people. It w- right. In which case, she's off duty, man. She's off the clock. And which the, I support. And the, just, and the nanny, she's on the clock. <laughs> that is so true. I just wanted to know for noise yeah. reasons no. uh, if Stormy was able to hear right. Travis Scott's single mode as she fell asleep. <laughs> for a second, I which probably loves that, by the way. But uh, for <laughs> a second, I thought that, like, though that's probably her lullaby. Um, I thought... I was actually going to say, like, maybe she has a soundproof room, but that is entirely so dangerous. Like, you can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like, you can't put a baby in a soundproof room. If something terrible happens, you wouldn't be able to hear it. Um, Do you, unless, uh... <laughs> unless, unless she has a soundproof room and they keep a baby mon- monitor in there and Kylie can, can hear, but, like, everything else inside, Stormy can't hear anything, that's very possible. That is very possible. Uh, do you think that Travis Scott, when he puts Stormy to bed, he's like, I get those goosebumps <laughs> Like, he just whispers like, one yeah, of his probably, songs. Yeah. Because I yeah. feel like these children are going to grow up with the best taste in music. Yeah. If they don't become musicians themselves. Right. Very true. I... They could start a band, a full-on yeah. band. <laughs> they could. 
They could, but there's always going to be the cousins. Or maybe a rap like, group. Yeah. Well, there's going to be the cousins that are shit out of luck when it comes. To, and, and then there's some cousins are left out. Like, yeah, like the Disics. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much musical talent the Disics yeah. have, you know? I don't know about that. Uh, We've and, seen Mason's TikToks. <laughs> and true might that kid, an athlete. Yeah. That kid loves to toss his hips around. I know that sounds funny it was so bad but the last tiktok that he put out, his hips around no he like you saw the way he, he moved in that last tiktok but it wasn't dancing it was it was like, it was hip tossing yeah it was mason it was. disick hip tosser yeah he was tossing and yeah so you know they're all gonna have their they're all gonna have their things but you, oh of course some of them are gonna take the the musician path for sure if you had to put money on which kid was going to be the best musician out of all of them Mm. singer rapper whatever it is who do you have your money on i want to say north because she has the pop star i feel like attitude now she's still very young so is the talent there i don't know but (laughs) i would probably go with north unless unless i feel like a sleeper could be saint that's what I was going to say. Oh, you took yeah. the words right out of my mouth. I was going to yeah. say, Saint, like Saint is super I think, cute, could be the, and yeah, we haven't seen much pick. of him, and his dad is Kanye, so he could have some producing help, yeah. and he could potentially be a great rapper. The name Saint is kind of a cool yeah. rapping name, because he could rap about things that are, you know, against the yeah. word Saint, and it'll be fun. Um, Psalm. I mean, Psalm has um, that, Psalm is still like that little baby. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You're right. <laughs> Right, bunch of talent. Tom looks like a little away. rapper, <laughs> but that's just because he doesn't have any hair yet. <laughs> he like, like he looks like an a, an adult. <laughs> oh man, you never know. But I can't believe we started talking about Kendall at the beginning of all this. Yeah, I forgot why we we were even talking about the Kardashians, but I'm glad we ended up here. feel good segment today we have two great stories the first one is uh james corden and trevor noah they are they announced that they are paying their furloughed staffers salary now you know we talked about ellen degeneres not doing this uh, yeah it's just things continue to look bad for ellen she also recently had an ex bodyguard who worked with her one time come out and say that she was just a a mean person so I feel like slowly people are becoming more comfortable speaking about her publicly because nobody ever did it but now people are starting to do it and it's like slowly becoming more but anyway that's not the point of this the point is James Corden and Trevor Noah are both personally paying the salaries of the Late Late Show and Daily Show staffers who have been furloughed due to the show's switching to an indefinite at-home format um, Variety reports that Noah will be paying 25 crew members until production begins to ramp back up in the television television industry, while Corden will be signing the paychecks for around 60 workers, which will likely, which will likely to be at least mid five figures a week. Um, it was also reported last month that Jimmy Kimmel, in addition to the duo, was paying his stagehands out of his own pocket when the coronavirus shut down production of Jimmy Kimmel Live. So that's that came out. I mean. 
This is great stuff. We love to hear that from celebrities uh, doing great things. And that's when you know these people, like their hearts are in the right place. uh, Because obviously they want to help people out, especially the people working for them. Ellen, maybe take a little fucking note, a little hint. Because yeah. we're going to keep seeing bad stuff about this lady, which, like, by the, the way, we're that... not supposed to be going back to her every time. But you see these nice things that these nice celebrities do, and then you just think about the evil ones. Well, and and these are the people, like, I just don't get it, because, and I, obviously, James and Trevor recognize this. It's like, these are the people that make your show great. Right. Like, your show wouldn't be great if you didn't have all these people. Um and you like your show, you want to keep doing your show, I, I, I think it's very nice that they are protecting them and doing the best that they can and obviously paying them out of pocket, which is huge. And hopefully they're able to um, continue to do that because, you know, you don't want to hear like, oh, they did it for two weeks and then... And then all of a sudden they couldn't afford But it is, it's definitely, it's definitely very nice to see. And like you said, Ellen would never... Ellen could never. And the last one, and I know, honestly, like, most of these have been coronavirus-related and, and stuff like that, and this is just, this is not coronavirus-related, but also a tragic situation um, with the tornadoes in Nashville that happened a couple months ago. This family, Eric Johnson had posted about his family saying that their house was devastated by the tornadoes, but their dog, Bella had woken them up um, right before the tornado had hit and they were able to get to safety and, and, you know, obviously their homes were destroyed. And while that happened, the dog went missing. And so Bella has been gone for the last two months, but Eric Johnson, he posted in a Facebook post um, this week, last week, that after 54 days missing from the tornado that leveled our home on March 3rd, we have been reunited with our dog, Bella. He wrote later on, at the moment, our miracle dog has a full belly of food and is currently sleeping in a warm bed where she belongs. So that just makes me so happy. And obviously he included pictures. If you want to go see Bella, she's adorable. You can Google it. But that's just, that's crazy. I love a good dog reuniting with, with their family. Right. And it's not a lot of times that you usually hear a positive outcome of these stories. Um, yeah. When a dog goes missing, unfortunately, you know, bad things happen. But to hear yep. such a positive, beautiful story like this is very heartwarming. Yep. It really is. And, you know, and it, like I said, you can see the pictures, they have the dog. And not only was the, the dog missing, it's a hero dog. Dog saved all of them. Now <laughs> they're reunited. It's beautiful. Just, I. I've just really been thinking so much about dogs. I, um, I did you just hear my voice get like yeah. hoarse? Like I've been like crying you, about dogs. I thought you started crying there for a second. No, no, and I was uh, yeah, that was to help you. Yeah, that no, but um, so many people you see, so many people fostering during this time, and it's really so nice. And I just I miss my dogs so much. You want a little puppy? I know. And I, I would love my own dog. And I also just miss, like, I miss my dogs. I, they're with my parents and this is like the longest I've gone without seeing them ever. And it's sad. I know I can't, I wish I could, if I just came home and surprised my boyfriend's mother with a puppy, I think I, I, that would be it. I'm out. They would tell you to leave. Yeah. I'd be officially. And it's one of those things that it's fun now, but then you know, you have to take care of it forever. Oh yeah. You know, you can't just be like, all right, I'm right. done taking care of this thing. It's like a child. Right. I'm thinking about all these dogs that are coming to these homes and like 
they're like, wow, this is amazing. Look at, I got all the tension all day. All these mm-hmm. people are here. And then hopefully when things go back to normal and everybody gets back into a schedule, I'm going to be sad for the dogs are left at home. They're going to be sad. They're going to wonder where their people are. Oh, but great point. I know. That's really a negative way. It's really a negative it way is. to think about it, though, because it's great that all these people, people are taking in these dogs and taking care of taking right. care of these animals. So. And the dogs will adapt. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you have seen Rhea and I's Instagrams, TikToks, whatever, you may have noticed that we have both been wearing a Coors Light Made to Chill t-shirt. It is so incredibly comfortable. I wear it all the time. It's one of my favorite things to wear during this time. And not only do they have t-shirts, sweatshirts, sweatpants, everything you need to be comfortable, Coors Light has these amazing soft clothes. Obviously, right now we're spending more time than ever at home, so why not chill at home with the best soft clothes uniform? Coors Light has released a limited edition line of soft clothes to upgrade our stay-at-home uniforms with all proceeds going to help workers affected by COVID-19. So, while you're drinking your Coors Light, why not also be wearing your favorite favorite Coors Light merch? Coors Light is helping us improve our stay-at-home uniform, like I said, with this limited edition line of soft clothes. They have released the official gear of staying home. The pants and sweatshirts are so cozy. I promise you guys, you're not going to want to take them off. And they're also inc- just really, really cute. The sweatpants are so cute. The sweatshirt's so cute. Um, and as the official beer of soft clothes, Coors Light wants to give you a chance to change up your soft clothes game. So they released a limited edition line of soft clothes so we can all look more chill when we chill at home. And all proceeds will be going to help workers affected by COVID-19. Coors Light, our favorite beer, like I said, brewed with a three-step cold process, cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged, so it's actually made to chill. The mounds on Coors Light, cold activated bottles and cans turn blue and chilled to perfection. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. So like I said, when you are cracking open that Coors Light, do it while wearing Coors Light soft clothes. That's why Coors Light is the one we choose when we need a moment of chill. So here is your chance to change up your soft clothes uniform into something more chill. Visit CoorsLightSoftClothes.com. Once again, that's CoorsLightSoftClothes.com. This is coming from the Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado. And guys, always remember to celebrate responsibly. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you guys. Thank again. you guys so the much. The world's most refreshing podcast. Mm. <laughs> yes. We are here with a special guest, Robbie Amell, whose new show upload comes out on May 1st on Amazon Prime Video. We are super excited to talk about that, and we're very excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is obviously, we were just chatting before we started. Crazy time. You're obviously doing all your press for this new show virtually how has that uh, how has that been going for you um i mean it's definitely weird and i would yeah. prefer to to do it the old-fashioned way in person but um technology is a beautiful thing and it's making it you know pretty reasonable so uh you know yesterday or the day before i was 
just kind of locked down in a room with my iPad in front of me and we did like 40 zoom interviews and it was fine. Yeah. (laughs) My, I had 10 minute breaks here and there and I was in my own house. I could go to the, you know, go get a bite to eat or, or say hi to my, my baby. And, um, it was pretty good. That's right. I'm noticing now that like when I wake up and we do interviews or we film our show or anything, it just feels like it never even happened. It's like, you don't get, it almost feels like you don't get that nervousness that you would, or at least I would, because I'm like, okay, this isn't even really happening. <laughs> yeah, you're in yeah. your own house, like you're just walking to the other room. Yeah, um, it is. It is. Time's kind of frozen. Crazy. Yeah, yes. it's like I, I feel like you know, I saw somebody said like 2020 doesn't count, and uh, right. it feels a little like that. Yeah, I said to Rhea the other day the same kind of thing. I was just like, we were just talking about times, just literally times during the day you're like it could be 1 p.m it could be 8 p.m it does they're they're all the same time doesn't does, matter we're not going anywhere breakfast <laughs> so yeah. lunch dinner just, it doesn't yeah, exist just, it's just meals all the same. <laughs> yeah you just eat all the time now exactly yes, exactly um well you brought up the fact that now you're doing all these interviews on zoom technology has been a great thing for this quarantine and your show upload actually has a lot to do with technology it's actually fascinating to me yeah watch the trailer can you uh explain it in your words for the listeners yeah upload uh takes place in the future where if you know you're gonna die you can upload your consciousness to uh a digital afterlife but you know it's not heaven it's it's essentially a digital afterlife run by different corporations and uh my character nathan is uh a coder who's a little bit shallow and uh, a bit of a bit of a douchebag and um my girlfriend uploads me to her account after my self-driving car crashes and um you know we we have a an interesting relationship it's definitely more physical than anything else and uh greg always described it as you know this is a girl who you know you're having a lot of fun with uh but eventually she's going to scream at a waiter and you're going to realize this isn't probably the girl you want to spend the rest of your life with and um, so I get uploaded to Lakeview, and uh, she now essentially owns me as a human being. It's it's a crazy concept. You mentioned Greg. I assume you're referring to um, Greg Daniels, the creator of the show. And yes. he has obviously done some iconic shows, The Office, Parks and Rec, things that we have all loved. Um, were you? How did you feel working with him? Were you nervous? Was Was it just everything you dreamed of? <laughs> Greg's a genius. You know, I'm, I'm, I remember getting the audition and being like, I'll, you know, before even reading it, I'm like, I'll do it. It's Greg Daniels. I don't care. And, uh, and then I read it and he's just so, he's so so good at writing um, natural dialogue. Um, You know, I always find that when I'm memorizing something, the easier it is to memorize the, I find the better uh, the the dialogue is written. And um, with Nathan, I found that we have similar voices and a similar sense of humor. And I went in and sat down with Greg and he was like, let's just chat before, uh, before you do the audition. He was like, my, my daughter and I watched the Duff. We think you're very funny. I was like, I have watched every episode of, of, uh, Parks and Recreation in the office. And I think you're very funny. And, um, I read three scenes. He's like, let me, I'm going to get another one from a different episode. We'll have you read that. I hate cold reads. I'm like, okay, and I get it. And you know, his dialogue is just so well-written that it was easy to memorize He's like, let me grab another one. I'm going to grab one more. And uh, after like an hour and 20 minutes, I left. And I, I phoned my agent. And I was like, I think I booked it. I think, you know, I'm the, 
I think that I got this one. You know, you rarely have that feeling when you leave an audition. I was like, I, I think that this is the one. And they phoned me back. They're like, you were literally the first person to audition for the show. So Greg, uh, Greg needs to see other people. And, uh, <laughs> he really likes you. And then a week later, they phone and they're like, you know, Greg loved you, but he's going to go in a different direction. You're not the guy. And I was like, damn, okay. And um, about three weeks went Pat went by, and uh, the day before Thanksgiving in 2017, they phoned and said, you're going to screen test on Monday. I went in, thought it would be me and a bunch of guys, so just me and Greg. And Greg was like, um, you were the first person to audition to this. It would be cool if you were the last. And um, I, I luckily was the guy. And then, uh, you know, it was a long process. We shot the pilot in um, January of 2018. We shot the first scene um, in February, March, and April of 2019. And now it'll come out May 1st of 2020. And um, I think the interesting thing is it's more relevant today than it was when we made it. But the only downside to it is Greg and the writers kind of predicted a few things in the show that ended up, you know, coming true. And uh, it looks like... Uh, art imitating life but it was it was definitely life imitating art because you know he you know kudos to greg and the writers they tried to ground everything even the sci-fi in as much um um semblance of reality as possible that's i mean that's crazy that one the process was that long i think sometimes people don't realize what goes into uh getting a show like this made and you're, that's years and years and years of of hoping yeah. and figuring it out and now it's finally here um and especially with that because greg and his shows i feel like have been so great with those things like with parks and rec the end of parks the final parks and rec season that's in set in the future you would watch it and be like oh that's all kind of ridiculous but then some things are have happened are going to happen and he just has a a great sense of that stuff but wow i'm Mm -hmm. shocked that it has been such a uh, a long process. And I also love that he brought up the Duff because I have watched the Duff probably <laughs> close to 50 times, maybe <laughs> maybe more, maybe less. Thank you. Um, the Duff is truly one of like my favorite, whatever you want to call it, teen, teen rom-coms that, yeah, have, that have come sure. out. And, you know, had it on my iTunes, watched it all the time. And, <laughs> Thank um, you. What I I I want to ask you about that movie because did that that book I also love the book um, mm-hmm. and I want to know if you if you had heard of the the book before you did the movie or vice versa. I went in and met with CBS Films who was doing the movie and they gave me the script before the book and I read it and um, the first version of the script, um, Wes, there wasn't a whole lot of redemption by the end of the movie and I, I, I said no I was like it, it wasn't an offer to me they were just like we want you to read for this director and I was like this guy's a dick and <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't come back from it and right. um, they were like completely understand where you're coming from that's something that we're working on inter- internally you know this will he will have a redeeming quality and he will get there and uh, I met with the director it went great and um but it came down to chemistry with Mae Whitman. And I was a big fan of Mae's before yeah. reading with her. And um, my whole thing was, I knew that she was great with improv. And uh, I just figured if I could try and make her laugh during the audition, then I'd have a, a good shot at it. So one of my buddies, who's very funny, we prepped uh, a bunch of alternate lines um, 
and uh, I got her to laugh during one of them. And um, we had a great time and I left and luckily I ended up being the guy, but, but shooting that movie, I mean, Mae Whitman is so funny and so smart, like just trying to keep up with her for, for five weeks while we shot that was, was great. And, um, and ultimately I think, you know, they did make the changes and, and made him a little more redeeming. Uh, Cody Keplinger, who wrote the book was, uh, was on set with us uh, for about half the shoot and, and definitely had a voice in, in the process, which was great. And she was really sweet. I think it's interesting the points that you keep bringing up about the uh, audition process, because I feel like that's not something that we hear a lot about from actors, how, I mean, you talked about it with Upload. They said that, you know, you're not the guy. And then all Mm. of a sudden you were the guy. And then this, you read the script and you openly told them, hey, I don't like what's (laughs) happening here. Um, I feel like you don't always hear these kind of stories, but I think it's extremely interesting that you, one, can like have that output and they're like, yes, we appreciate that. And we're going to change it. And also how back to upload, how someone can just change their mind so quickly, like the creator, he was like, okay, you're not it. And then what switched in his head where he was like, actually you are the one. I think that, I mean, first of all, the audition process is awful. It's just like, you know, imagine a job interview, but you have to go on them like every week. And most of them are, you don't get the job. You're just like, you have to put yourself out there. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to having been on the other side of it. Now I produced a movie called code eight that, that came out on Netflix recently. And, uh, my cousin and I produced it. My best friend directed it. And, um, I was heavily involved in the casting process and it was interesting to watch people come in and read who were fantastic and did a really great job. There was literally nothing they could have done that would have made them get the job just because innately they weren't what we were looking for. Um, to begin with. And it's not to say it was an aesthetic thing or uh, a visual thing. It was just kind of like who they are, which sounds silly, but it's just, I can't really compare. It's like an instinct. Like you just see a person. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you hear that as an actor, they're like, they really loved you. You just weren't the guy. And you're like, what? Like, tell me, you know, direct me and I'll, I'll try and change that. And then after being on the other side of it, I'm like, I get it now. You can't take it personally. It's just, it's one of those things that's a little hard to explain. And it has to do with who you are as a person. And of course, there are exceptions to that rule. You know, if you're playing a murdering psychopath, then it's probably not going to have too much to do with who you are innately as a person. But maybe it will. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think, um, you know, a lot of it comes down to if you're playing a real person, like the woman that played my mom in Code 8, I watched her tape. Uh, she was the first tape I watched and I was, I phoned Jeff, uh, my buddy who directed it. And I was like, that Kari's the the one she's perfect. She reminds me of my mom. Uh, she is a mom, which you can tell she had that maternal, um, thing about her. Um, I, her read was perfect. I was just like, she ticks every box. Um, and then for different other roles, it was like, we had to look high and low because, there was just that little thing that we were looking for. And finally, you know, we would find it. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. You hear something like, you know, Charlize Theron for monster. Um, she had to lobby to the studio to be like, let me, let me do this. I can do this. And they're like, you're way too beautiful. And she's yeah. like, let me do this. You know, we can change the way I look. And she, I think she won the Oscar for it. She was at least nominated, but I think yeah. she won. So, you know, there's, 
there's except, exceptions to the rule, but you kind of have to be Charlize Theron to <laughs> right. be given that opportunity. You know, most people say, well, let me do this. And they're like, you're not Charlize Theron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And you, uh, Code 8, which blew up on, on Netflix and streaming, which was really cool to see, because can you just explain like how that movie was made? I read a little about it and thought it was pretty <laughs> fascinating that it was like uh, crowdfunding. Yeah, it was wild. Um, you know, my cousin and I always wanted to work together. We did a, a small episode of, well, not a small episode, but a small part together on The Flash, which was really cool. Um, and Jeff, who my buddy who directed it, we were supposed to work together and I couldn't do his movie uh, just because of date conflicts with something else. So we, we all wanted to work together. We talked about it a little bit. And Jeff was like, let's take a shot on our, you know, on ourselves. Let's, let's do a short film. Steve was supposed to be in it. It didn't work out because of scheduling, and we got Sung Kang, which was amazing because we were all big fans of the Fast and Furious movies. We thought yeah. he was great as Han. So we made this short film. We shot in Pasadena. We got shut down one day because we had fake guns, and um, uh, someone called the cops on it. Like It was very much like a guerrilla-style like short film. No one got paid. Uh, everyone came out because they thought it was something cool to do. Um, I remember our cinematographer who ended up doing the movie and is a big cinematographer, his agents kept calling to get money. And Jeff and I would be like, we don't, we don't have money <laughs> for him. Every, every dollar's on screen. And Alex, who, the DP, he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, I'm here. He's like, don't worry about my agents. Just keep telling them no. And um, that was really kind of the, the, the feeling or that that was what everyone brought to this. You know, nobody was looking for a, a hand, or nobody was looking for a payday. Everybody's there because they cared. And um, we made this short film. We, we self-financed it for $70,000. And um, we, yeah, yeah, way more than we thought it was going to yeah. be. Um, but, you know, visual effects, um, four days of shooting. It was just, everything adds up. And um, we launched it um, online. And luckily, we went viral. We front-paged Reddit. Um, and we launched this Indiegogo campaign, hoping to make a couple hundred thousand dollars. And it was just the right time. Uh, and, and people really dug it. And um, I think we made $3.4 million at the end of the day from, from uh, Indiegogo. We worked with Telefilm, which is a Canadian um, company, uh, government funding, essentially, for the arts, um, which is like an industry-free loan uh, that they get payback as the movie is successful. And, um, you know, we always knew we wanted it to go to Netflix, but, um, you know, it took a while to get there. And yeah. uh, timing-wise, just worked out so well for us. People were home looking for something else to watch. And um, it was, the last week has been wild. Like, watching it go number one movie on Netflix was crazy. We didn't even think we would break into the top ten. You know, we hoped we would, but it's Netflix. Who knows? Yeah. Right. That is insane. I mean, congrats because you guys just Thank had you. a vision and just really ran with it. Yeah. And I feel like that's inspiring for people to hear who think that, you know, funding something yourself or doing something yourself is just never going to happen because it can. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really beautiful about technology right now. Everybody has a camera in their, their hands. You know, we, we did premieres in uh, across Canada and the United States and in London and in Australia. And um, at every one, people were like, you know, as like a young actor, a young filmmaker, do you have any, any advice? And I was like, yeah, just 
find people who are, you know, interested in the same thing you are and make movies, you know, make movies on your phone. You can get a little lens kit on your iPhone. Yeah. You know? so, um, I think somebody's already made a full feature on an iPhone. So, you know, I think it's a really nice time for people to be able to make their own, make their own content. And um, I don't know. I just, I think it's an exciting time to be a filmmaker. I think everything's kind of pushed away from the big studio system and there's so many outlets to see it. Yeah. That's really, really cool. It's a great story. And obviously super exciting to see the payoff for it to blow up on Netflix like it is. Um, and I want to, yeah, I want to ask you because you mentioned that obviously you're, you are home, you're with your, your wife and your, and your baby. And Mm -hmm. you posted a picture on Instagram recently for the first pick challenge, which I loved of you and your wife, Tally. I thought it was so (laughs) funny. And I think because you guys have been together for a very long time, but maybe mm-hmm. people are, I, I don't think I knew how you guys had met. Did you guys meet on that movie? Yeah, we met uh, on American Pie 7. I want to <laughs> say it was 7. It was one of the straight to DVD ones. Um, <laughs> those movies are so much fun. And um, um, it, it was, you know, I met my best man or one of my, I had two best men. I met one of my best men on that movie. One of my other best friends on that movie. I met my wife on that movie. Uh, I wouldn't trade, you know, American Pie Bay to house for for anything. Um, That's and, fantastic. Um, yeah, I was going to ask your favorite thing yeah. you did, but I feel like that kind of <laughs> answers it, <laughs> right? Well, American for Pie Bay to house. You know? Yeah, that yeah. one for 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 what I got out of it, um, it was definitely less work side and more life side. Um, but it was so much fun. We shot in Toronto. Uh, over over the summer of 2007, and um, um, I just met amazing people on that movie, and it changed my life. Um, and uh, yeah, I <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. I feel like I should go back. It, yeah, it, it was. I mean, the trip. picture the picture was hilarious. Your wife's comment was <laughs> hilarious. Um, I I thought it was all very very funny. Uh, but like you said, you you also have a, a new baby, seven months. You said. Mm-hmm. How has uh, dad life been treating you? You know, it was, it was wild. Um, I had no idea what to expect leading up to it. Cause it's, you know, for me, it wasn't real until the very end. You know, I'm not carrying the baby. Um, my wife is very independent. She, you know, I, I was there for her for anything she needed, but she, you know, she handled pregnancy very well. And, um, um, it just didn't feel real until, until the last second. I have never changed a diaper or I had never changed a diaper. (laughs) Um, I had, you know, little to no experience with, um, babies. My sister had had a baby in, uh, May, uh, the May before that the the May before Italia got uh, pregnant, but they live in Toronto. So I only see them you know, a few times a year when I'm home. So I just didn't have a whole lot of experience. And I was just kind of like leading up to it. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And the second I saw my son, I was like, I'm a dad now. And, um, you know, it, everything changes. Uh, the perspective shift, shift on life is really wild. You know, things that I thought were so important before are very much secondary to, you know, my wife and my son. Um, so it's, it's beautiful. It's, you know, kind of like a second, um, um, a second life, 
I, I don't know how to explain it. It's very wild, yeah. but it's, it's, it's really like phase exciting. two of life. Yeah. A little right. bit. Kind of like your um, show upload a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little different, all, but a little similar. <laughs> it all ties together. <laughs> yeah. Not as dark. Except at right. like 4am when he won't go back to sleep. Then I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And we talked we talked a little bit about this before we started the interview that obviously unfortunate circumstances as to why everybody is inside and isn't out and about, yeah. but kind of works out for, I think, the new parents out there that can spend time at home together rather than figuring out schedules because you kind of have to. Yeah, it is, you know, it is a little nice for Italia and I. Um, uh, we're very lucky that we have the luxury of being able to stay home. And we're so grateful yeah. for the people that can't and, and for what they're doing. Um, so we're just, you know, we're staying home so that a lot of people, because a lot of people can't. Um, right. And um, we're just doing our best every day to, you know, enjoy the time. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to when things are, are back to normal a little bit and a little less scary. Um, her mom is like definitely homesick for yeah. for Toronto, but at the same time, she gets to spend time with her grandson, so she's right. she's all right as well. That's great. Well, Robbie, thank you so much for joining us. This has been fantastic. Um, we love talking thank to you. you. And upload, you can stream it Amazon Prime Video. It'll be available May first. We're really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be super funny and i hope everybody uh everybody streams so thank you so much thank for joining you. us so nice thank talking you. to you guys stay safe okay you too thanks you too bitch i'm about i'm about i call a shot i'm with the murder train call a cop we in the building y'all are not y'all are not you showing the paper you gonna ball and not bitch i'm about i'm about bitch i'm about i'm about i'm in the shot i call a cop we in the bitch it's going down all right everyone we are here with a very special guest the one the only the legend himself noah put some drum roll in there chris harrison welcome to the show Wow, what an intro. I well, didn't hear, all I, all I heard was cricket, so I didn't hear the applause. Was there supposed to be applause? <laughs> no, we we'll put that in that after. In. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Great, great, great. Exactly. Uh, yeah. okay. So when everybody else is listening, they'll be able to hear. Uh, we're very happy we get to talk to you. I mean, we, we were supposed to um, do this in person, you know, kind of at the beginning of all this, and we were very excited, but unfortunately, that yeah. was unable to happen. But we're so excited to just be talking to you via Zoom and talking about this new show and everything that's going on because Bachelor Nation does not sleep. There is just, no. there is never a downtime. No, quarantine can't stop Bachelor Nation. Nope, they can't. And, and we are so thankful of that because otherwise we wouldn't have anything to talk about. So we thank Bachelor <laughs> <Yeah>. Nation. <laughs> We'd I be mean, so bored. Who I you know I was I was upset when Coachella and Stagecoach got canceled, but we don't need Stagecoach. Like <laughs> no. you know, they're they're doing just fine on their own in the quarantine. Oh yeah, oh yeah, nothing's going to exactly. stop these people from meeting up. We'll get to that. Uh, we want to talk about Listen to Your Heart first because we want to clarify some things about the show, yeah. the rules okay. and regulations. Because at this point in time. We have now entered the competition aspect of the show. They're performing. Right. It, it's a whole thing. You have judges. Um, but 
are people allowed to now switch couples? Like we want to be a little more clarified on what are, what are the rules? We might've been onto something there, Ria. Funny <laughs> you say that. Um, I just, so I just watched Monday's episode. This is episode four that's coming up. Um, and there will be a twist uh, at the mm. beginning of that episode that will shake everything up. Clearly, you know, there are some couples that let's just say maybe aren't into this for the right reasons. And, maybe just using each other to stay and want to be with somebody else. And you know me, I like to stir things up and force some situations. And so, yeah, you will see at the beginning of the episode, things are shaken up a little bit. I like to take the uh, bachelor snow globe sometimes to just shake it up. Um, <laughs> but yes, at the beginning, it was about those relationships because that's how the bachelor works and that's how these things work best. But we are in the, the phase where it's about these performances and the chemistry on stage. And um, we have another performance coming up, but, this next episode, if you have not seen this show, you must start. And if you are watching, you have to watch next week because I'm just going to call her out. But Julia, Brandon, Sheridan of it all is unbelievable. You guys are going to go off on this. It, it, wow. is, it is wild to watch these people. I am super excited. Yeah, Ju- so, Julia on her own is is a character. I it's I don't know my my girlfriend Lauren Zeem and I who works for Entertainment Tonight. We were discussing this last night because this is what we do. Um, I don't know if we've ever had a female character, a female person like Julia, and you'll see what I mean on Monday. It's it's wild. Yeah, that what a nobody can tease an episode like you can, Chris. That was <laughs> I think everybody is going to be super excited to tune in now, especially hearing that. But like you said, these connections are um, people are starting to make actual connections now. They're singing. Who I I love seeing the the, the actual performance aspect of it because some some are better than others, but the singing has been pretty great. Now, was there anybody? that really shocked you when you heard them for the first time you were like wow that person can sing yeah i mean obviously there's a lot of talent in there when you look at chris and ryan and and natasha and all that but there was something about rudy when she opened her mouth and i was like damn yeah i did not see that coming because i just talked to her and she was kind of quiet and kind of silly and just a sweet and then she has some pipes um, so if I had to be shocked by somebody, it was it was her for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you, there are some performances where you're like, hmm. But then there's some of those that, I mean, I would say you have three really solid couples and maybe even four that just performance-wise that are just damn good. But yeah. then you start to get in, is, is the chemistry there? And next week we have Tony Braxton, Andy Grammer, Rachel and Brian are the judges. They're, they're so good. Yeah, I feel like I, I definitely agree with that. We've talked about the, that before, that Rudy just, like, shocked yeah. the world with her vo- voice and yeah. was by far the best, although there's some good singers on there. Um, how do you feel – well, you know what happened, so – I do. I don't know you know <laughs> how much this makes sense, but – Trevor. Watching Trevor, I have my eye on him. I don't trust him. I get a weird feeling about him. When he was cast on this show, did you guys feel the same way and that's why he was brought on the show? Or because you guys were like, oh, it's the guy from American Idol? (laughs) Well, we knew where he came from, clearly. We knew he had American Idol ties and he wanted that career. But we thought, well, does that you know, make him ineligible? We thought, no, you know, people have come. What we wanted was this broad spectrum of the guy grinding it out on Nashville or a guy like Gabe who came from his church choir to, you know, more of a musical theater performer like Rudy or, or, uh, and, and then you had a guy like Trevor who's 
you know, has been in this world before, clearly. And the way he talks, the way he acts, you can tell he's pretty polished. Um, and, you know, does it come off insincere at times? Yeah, he may come off as a player, or maybe he's just a great guy. That's what we're going to have to decide. Yeah, I... Trevor, we with no, right away. Right away, we I'm had our we had our eyes on him. Um, I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people are, are are skeptical of Trevor. Yeah, definitely. So Twitter kind of exploded about this. I want to say it was two episodes ago, and because you came out beginning of the episode, and you know we are so used to seeing you very dressed up on the Bachelor yeah. and Bachelorette shows. You know, you're normally in a, in a nice suit or something. And you came out in like this bomber jacket and everybody, everybody kind of lost it. Now I have a question. Did you kind of like change up your wardrobe to be like cool guy music vibes for this show? Yeah, I love that. I mean, the littlest things I do, you know, not to age myself, but it's kind of like if your dad came down, you're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> um, it's like, it just shakes everybody. Everyone's so used to me being in this, this particular role for, you know, 18 years. And, but we do that. And so Carrie Fetman is my stylist. I don't do this myself. He is an amazing talent. Carrie's been with me for 17 years now. Um, I think Trista's season of the bachelorette is when he started with yeah. me and he's been there ever since. So what we try and do is we try to tailor, it. you know, when we're in paradise, we like to have a little fun. We ease it yeah. up a little bit. Um, and so we thought the same thing. This is kind of this cool rocker vibe. I'm not going to go crazy. Still no <laughs> tattoos. But yeah, I mean, one, one, it, it was a Hugo Boss jacket. So let's not go crazy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it, I love the was jacket, just, by the way. Yeah, it was a great look. But and every, everybody was just very, I think everyone was just kind of taken aback because you're, they're still, you're in the mansion setting. So like, it's, right. it's still hard to kind of disconnect no, I love it. everybody's like oh my god look at harrison up into club like what's yeah. going on <laughs> yep uh, exactly speaking of the mansion this show has a different mansion and right. people were also talking about that they were like it actually looks even nicer than the other mansion what do you think about that i mean i don't disagree i mean i look yeah. the bachelor mansion is like a second home to me i'm probably there more than i am here <laughs> um and but that, that we needed more space and kind of like paradise. We just wanted a fresh feel and a different look. And uh, this had space that that first performance was actually on property. That's how big the place is. There's a polo field. This thing is massive. It's a ranch. And so it gave more space to go sing and perform because like everybody gets their songs. They need to have space where they can actually perform together. And the mansion's just not big enough, the regular bachelor mansion. And so it was kind of fun. It was a different spot, kind of a fresh feel. Um, I don't know. Well, maybe, you know, maybe it's our, our new mansion, but I think yeah. the bachelor mansion has become iconic and it is as, almost as much of a character as anybody that gets out of a limo on night one. Definitely. 100%. Have you guys ever done uh, like bachelor mansion tours? Yeah, I mean, not like sold them, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, every now and then like I'll do charity uh, events and I will give away, you know, tickets to one of our tell alls or something like that. And if it's, if it's a big, big charity, like for the Tiger Woods Foundation, I always host for, for Tiger every year. Uh, I'll, I'll give away a, a tour of the mansion or something like that. Luckily, I actually know the family, the family that owns it. It is a real house yeah. owned by a real family. Our kids went to school together. Um, and it was really funny. My, my son plays lacrosse and our sons played together in the year-end lacrosse party was actually at their house. So it was at the bachelor mansion. It was really weird <laughs> going to the bachelor mansion 
for a family event with my kids. It was not, I was like, do not go in the hot tub. Do yeah. not sit there. Do not. <laughs> you know where don't everyone has been. Yeah. Right. Do don't not. touch just, anything. Just stand, stand in the middle of the room. That's it. Hands by that your side. So right. That is so funny. This show has been enjoyable also because like you said, you guys have gotten these great judges um, who are coming in. I mean, Kesha and Jason Mraz was awesome. Our favorite moment was like these, it didn't seem like they held back. Jason Mraz after Natasha and um, Ryan sang. And Natasha just like took the roof off the place. Like, I mean, it was outside, so no roof. (laughs) No, she's probably our best singer, like female. She's just ridiculous. She's insane. And Jason Mraz did not hold back to be like, she's kind of like doing laps around you, pal. So just, just watch out. Did that come off like as intense being there as it did watching it? Because watching it, we were all like, ooh. Damn. You (laughs) know, it it, it did and it didn't. I mean, what I loved about it was, you know, Kesha and Jason were really good about this is about a couple. This is about a relationship. And it's like, Ryan, you're good, dude. But would you be okay being in back just playing guitar and maybe backup vocals? Because she's the star. And are you okay as a man, as a lover or whatever, having her as the front man and she's going to be a rock star and you're not as good as her. And it was kind of cool to see like, Hey, you know, you know, to kind of tie this into what's going on right now. Are you okay being the Scotty Pippen because she's Michael Jordan? Right. <laughs> Definitely. What are your, what are your thoughts on Ryan as a whole? He's talented as hell. I mean, yeah. you know, he's one of those guys that you probably see on American Idol every year. And you're like, you know, back in the day, if he'd been on a show, 18, 15 years ago, you would have thought, oh my God, this guy is, you know, everything. But now, you know, there are a lot of Ryans in the world. And it's, that's what's fascinating about the music industry is if he had a big publicity machine behind him and had everybody, he would probably be something. But there's also a lot of guys like Ryan singing, you know, at coffee shops and at wine bars, you know, it's, that's how talented these people are. You know, I'm out here in Los Angeles. And so you just see a lot of that talent. Um, But he's, he's very talented, maybe not the best kisser, um, I don't know if you guys have judged the kissing. Oh, oh, oh yeah. we have. Yeah. And also, um, Ryan, we talked a little bit about this because I was like a big Ryan supporter, hyping Ryan up all the time. And then and then Tyler, Tyler Cameron joined in and he was like, yes, like quoting my tweet being like, yeah, we love Ryan. ABC needs to show Ryan more. And then Ryan posted on his story for me and Tyler to settle down. So then after that, I was like, you know what, Ryan? Yeah. Humble Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what is going on? Dude. Right. You're on TV and he, he uh, he's on TV, but he didn't seem like he wanted the attention, which it yeah. was interesting. Shh, don't tell yeah. anybody. I'm yeah. <laughs> it could, it could have been because he knew that Jason Mraz roasting was coming. Maybe. It was yeah. before yeah. that. So. And you look, it's here's the thing. Possible. Like, I mean, Ryan can hold his own. It's just Natasha. It'd be like, you know, there's a lot of good singers, but if you sing next to Beyonce, you're going to get your ass handed to you. It's the way it is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now you guys made a big announcement this week. We are, I know everybody is dying for new bachelor content. We're struggling right now because obviously everything has been put on, on a delay or postponed, but you are doing a new show coming in June, the bachelor. It is the bachelor, the most unforgettable Ever, ever, <laughs> ever. Um, 10 episodes. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that's going to yeah. be like? 
Yeah, I'm so excited about this. As soon as you know, we realized Claire's season was going to be postponed a little bit. We knew we needed to come up with something for Bachelor Nation, and everybody's talking about, you know, how do we get these old seasons? Uh, you know, maybe you're young and you didn't see Trista, the first Bachelorette, or Jason Mesnick and the famous switch. Um, you know, even Sean Lowe's season. So we need to bring some of these classics back. So what we've done is almost kind of created a podcast on TV. It's going to be one night, one full season. So we'll take like Sean Lowe's season, and in three hours, we're going to show you kind of what happened the entire season and talk about it. I will be guiding this journey. We're going to reach back and talk to Sean and Catherine, talk to some of the cast and characters. You know, what were people thinking back then? And it's going to be just one night, one season, and that's it. And so I love the concept and that it's not, we're not going to draw it out and show Sean's season or whatever over 10 weeks. It's, it's going to be boom, really yeah. bite size and let's get on with it. It's going to be fun. I am super excited for this because um, Fran has seen most of the seasons, but I am more of a recent watcher. I think um, Caitlin Bristow was, I think, the first Bachelorette I watched, and then I think Ari was the first Bachelor I watched. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to see Juan Pablo. You got to see Jason Mesnick, and definitely Trista, the godmother of this franchise, and who I think legitimized what we're doing. You got to see how all that happened. And honestly that was lightning in a bottle the cast of guys that season may have been as good as it's ever been I mean that was a crazy season yeah I like I said I'm super excited and I'm also super excited just because one we haven't like the the social media aspect was not really around for some of these past seasons so it'll be great to like you know live tweet and interact with people and see the thoughts on these past seasons that we didn't get to have that feeling with. So I'm super excited for it. I have a question because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people um, have like a, um, an, not weird, but an obsession with Bachelor Pad. And I loved Bachelor Pad. Will we get any oh, Bachelor wow. Pad? Maybe if, if you haven't thought about it, maybe, you know. Could yeah, I mean, could you go back and do an old season of Paradise or Bachelor Pad? Yeah, you know, Bachelor Pad. People don't know about Bachelor Pad, yeah, and Bachelor Pad was so good. Well, Bachelor Pad was was the launching pad for Paradise. That's what it came out yes. of. And, and you're, you're right; it was we shot it on the cheap at the mansion. Um, you know, we had no money. We just would crank it out in like three or four weeks. It was amazing. And I, it was some of our best TV back then. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. If this goes well, maybe we do, maybe we continue this and do like bachelor pad and do paradise Good. as well. It's going to be interesting to me because, you know, some of the people that from these prior seasons are like, Oh my God, you're showing my old season. Um, I've been telling <laughs> a story about how this went in my mind. It's like a fishing story. Um, revisionist history is wonderful and now when people see what really happened back then i don't know if it'll be uh, the same story right. everybody's yeah. been telling that's very true i i'm it is going to be very interesting to see how you know maybe people who didn't do so well on the show try and try and spin spin it multiple years later and i, and I think it will be you know and i, I think instead of thinking we're just telling the story, this linear story of the season. It really be, it'll be more podcast related where it's almost like categories and we're showing the people that really stood out and the moments that stood out and then getting to the end. And so I think the way we're going to edit this together, and again, it's a whole season in under three hours. It's going to be fast and furious and, you know, my take on things going on and hopefully I'm going to be a little bit more editorial about how I feel and we're going to be at the mansion the way we're doing this, it's amazing. I mean, the, the hoops we're having to jump through 
to knock this out in the quarantine is going to be fascinating. I mean, yeah. I have to be by myself in a room, a camera is locked off. I'm miking myself. You know, I will not see another human. I will not, you know, be near another human. Uh, so the way we're doing it's very safe. And I, you know, we'll hopefully be able to pull this off. Could call it the Chris Harrison project. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what this is. Yeah. I mean, I'm lighting myself, doing my yeah. own stuff. Exactly. Yeah, we need a behind the scenes camera just on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I will. You know what? Actually, I will start shooting uh, behind the scenes when I start doing it. And it's, it's going to be me kind of like right now, sitting in an office by myself, just shooting a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Well, we're super excited to live tweet that as well, because you know, yeah. we love doing that. Um, I want to talk about Claire's season for a minute. Obviously it's delayed, but we did see a little drama happen even before the show. Claire tweeted, uh, you know, if you're going on cameo and doing interviews before my season even starts, you're here for the wrong reasons. Uh, and clearly that was aimed towards Matt James because he's the one who made a cameo that day. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I heard from her. She's not, she really isn't trying to throw shade at Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think what she was trying to, in general, just say, you know, she's having to live by a certain set of rules. She's the bachelorette and she's already in our family. These guys aren't necessarily having to live by these rules. And she just wishes everybody would just kind of stay out of the limelight, go under the radar until they can all actually do this together. Um, She doesn't want to see a bunch of stuff, you know, with these guys out doing interviews, out pushing their brand out, you know, trying to get their Instagram clicks up while she's just sitting by alone in Sacramento waiting to, you know, be the bachelorette. So I think that's more of what she was saying of just like, she wants an even playing field. She's living by one set of rules. She wished those guys would be too. Right. Right. That makes sense. It definitely makes sense. We all all know that Matt, you know, was doing charity. She, you know, she understands that too now. And it's like, she's not shading the guy for doing charity. Give her a break, everybody. No one's going to get mad that somebody's giving money to charity. Matt's doing a very good thing. Right. We, we had talked about that as well. Um, because Matt, Matt's a good guy and he's doing a nice thing. And also yeah. just because he kind of has a little bit of a spotlight on him already because of Tyler and everything, he like, there's just more eyeballs on him. She could have, she could have seen stuff that other uh, contestants are doing that we all don't know. Cause we're just not looking. Totally. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, she's getting to, she, she got to go home and, you know, you know, troll and check out right. all of her contestants. Google like, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would have done. I told yeah. her the first thing I would do, I'd be like, get my phone back and be like, Oh, Ooh, okay. So yeah, yeah it'll be, it'll be, it's going to be interesting. And that will be part of what we have to embrace when we come back is that it's a brave new world. I mean, it's kind of naive to think that all these people can come back. That's why we're still casting. Um, right. Because after the pandemic, who's healthy enough, who has a job. I mean, we have to get back to life before you can think, Oh, I just need to come on the bachelorette. So um who knows what the show is going to look like yeah absolutely um and you guys have talked a lot about just like what's going to happen with paradise and obviously the bachelor and bachelorette is a priority um is that where you guys still stand on this like paradise is kind of like an afterthought at this point in time yeah we have this other show that we're obviously going to do and and we can do that while we're still somewhat quarantined we're not going to start shooting for a little bit so uh but we have time and we're going to get that done. And that'll kind of take where The Bachelorette was going to be in, in June and in July. You go about 10 weeks. It may even go longer if it's going well. Um, and then hopefully by then we are shooting The Bachelorette. That is our primary goal. And that just depends when we get back. I mean, if it's June, July, maybe we can squeeze in Paradise. So we just have to, you know, play by the rules. And as soon as we can get back out, we're going to see where everything stands. But yeah, Bachelorette, 
priority, bachelor of priority, and then hopefully yeah. paradise as well. Yeah. Right. That's- well, we, we thank you guys for still putting out shows in general because we're lost. We're lost without it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well and, the great and- thing is, I mean, the bachelor, not to cut you off, but you know, no, no, go ahead. You, we miss live sports. Why do we miss live sports? Uh, that gives us a sense of belonging. It gives us community. It gives us something to talk about, tweet about, whatever. Um, we're clamoring for that. Well, oddly enough, we created something 18 years ago that is that. The Bachelor became a sport. It, you have to watch it live. You have to talk about it, tweet yeah. about it. There is a sense of belonging and a sense of community with The Bachelor. And, and yeah, that is missed on Monday nights. And so I think coming back with this greatest hit show will kind of give everybody that a chance to rally again and get back together. Yeah, definitely. And we're, like you said, super excited about it now. The, and, and we are getting, there are stories happening right now. Like you said, yeah. everybody's on lockdown, but people are locking down together. There's like, you know, Peter and Kelly have been together in Chicago. Uh, Victoria F is in Iowa with Chris Souls. <laughs> like things have just kind of taken a turn that we, yeah. that we did not see, uh, that we did not see coming what are your thoughts on all these quarantined couples yeah uh, bachelor club quarantine has been wild um <laughs> you know the kelly and peter of it all um my my whole thing about hannah trevor you know uh trevor tyler uh getting my shows mixed up yeah <laughs> my, my thing with all of them is that if you find love you find companionship find happiness during all this great you know, good on you. Uh, it sounds like Kelly and Peter are really taking that next step. I said now we've, we've newly defined how you define a relationship. There is quarantining together. Then there's TikToking together. Uh, <laughs> these are these are the steps we take now. And, you know, I think Hannah and Tyler were together for a while. Now she's back in Alabama. They don't seem to be that hot and heavy anymore. But Peter and Kelly seem to have found something. And that's great. I think Barb's happy. And that's all yeah. we really care about. If Barb's happy, the rest of us are happy. Yeah. Listen, anything to make Barb not want to kill us all. Right. Good with. <laughs> and, and she's my neighbor. So, I mean, I, I got to keep her happy. <laughs> Very true. You don't want her knocking on your door. And, <laughs> she, and it, it did seem like she loves Kelly. I mean, I remember oh. after the finale, she was commenting on Kelly's Instagram, like the nicest compliments. Well, she was there. So Kelly was there. Obviously, we had that little Easter egg, not knowing, yeah. you know, how forward thinking that really was. We are so genius, we didn't even know it. Um, but, but Kelly was there, and Barb was there, and, and Barb, like, beelined over to Kelly afterwards to say how much she loves her and what a fan she was. It was really wild. Uh, meanwhile, her son is backstage crying with, uh, you know, with his girls. I was like, oh, man, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. But fun to watch. It was good TV. <laughs> yeah, it, ab- it absolutely was. But you, like you said, these – it's nice to see these people connecting. Obviously, it's yeah. And look, let them define it. You know, I, you know, Victoria F and Chris Souls. Let them define what they are. And Peter yeah. and Kelly, they will soon enough. And when we're out in the real world, and they're dating. You're going to see it. And will Tyler and uh, you know Hannah be back together? Who knows? They don't seem to be that serious, but maybe they are, and, and that's great. Uh, whatever, man. Whatever makes you happy, and whatever yeah. floats your boat. Do you uh, do you love when? there is like a cross season you see somebody from this season end up with somebody from a whole different season like is that just just a, I only a like dream I see it on tv on paradise right that is where paradise came from and that's why pad kind of went into paradise is there was this cross pollination going on where yeah. they would go on these trips together and it was kind of old school this is kind of before the stagecoach coachella time when they would just get together for these reunions 
and people were hooking up and our producers were, you know, we were all hearing about it. And we thought, this is a show, you know, our show stopped in, in the beginning. And this is why I kind of want to go back because our shows were kind of standalones early on. It was like Trista season, stop. Right. Then the next season, stop. Then the next season. Well, now it's 24 seven news cycle, even in the quarantine, uh, as we joke about that, it continues. And so we thought, our show needs to continue. So Paradise will just be a continuation of all these relationships because it really, it really is a 12-month you know, time cycle. Yeah, that definitely is. Do you guys, uh, have you guys ever thought about doing like a reality show following the contestants after the season? Oh, like after, after the final rose. Um, I mean, that we kind of do, but that you really, that's why Paradise is so good is because those stories build. Um, yeah. You know, some, you know, someone comes back as our bachelor bachelorette and then you, you know, have those two shows that lead into paradise and you've had kind of that six to eight month arc of stories that come onto the beach in paradise. And that's why it's so great. Um, and then you give it a little time to, you know, recultivate again and grow. And so that's kind of what paradise is all about. But no, I, I think just, just following Hannah, just following Tyler, um, no, you know, they're, yeah. they're not, they're not that interesting. Uh, yeah. not that great of a story. <laughs> Nobody is. Uh, yeah. I, I hate to, I hate to break it to them. You're not that yeah. interesting. Nobody wants yeah. to see you 24 seven, despite what we're seeing on TikTok. Nobody's that funny. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're just not that funny. Right. It makes, it makes the paradise and the other seasons that more dramatic because you're hearing yeah. the stories build up. So yeah, yeah I agree you with know, you Look, that. Uh, this is, and this is a note to all of our contestants, leave people wanting something. Uh, I, I know you think everybody wants to see everything because somebody wrote something on Twitter, but it's not the case. You know, leave, leave a little something. Right. Right. It's like Definitely. the saying less is more. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, Chris, thank you so much for coming on, talking with us. This has been fantastic. Uh, and listen to your heart. We've been watching. We'll continue to live tweet. Oh, I completely forgot. I did want to say Trent, Trent oh. is ready Trent is ready to go on vacation with you and Lauren whenever you want I mean, to take him. <laughs> we have blown this guy's life up. And I love how he, you know, came down to, where were we? Portugal? No, where were we? No, Peru. Portugal. Peru. Peru. We were down in South America. <laughs> yeah, so that's my life. I used yeah. to be my life. Anyway, now I'm just like, where was I? The kitchen? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In the <laughs> um, but yeah, I love that he came down there and did that. And then he came and we, we got him on and I saw him in the crowd. I'm like, dude, I'm pointing you out. Um, but I love that. I'm big fans of you guys as well. And I, I love all the support. I'm not going to ever tell you to shut up uh, like uh, Ryan did. You guys Thank go you. off as much as you want. I'm, I'm a Thank fan. You so much. I'm all in. I will, <laughs> next time I want to be together, we crack a bottle of wine and we do this right. Yeah, I love agreed. it. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. All right, Thank ladies, you, y'all stay safe. All right, that wraps up today's episode of Chicks in the Office. We hope you enjoyed it. We thank you guys for listening to us. We thank you for all the nice messages that you guys have been sending us uh, during this time, saying that we're helping you through this quarantine. We see it. We're very appreciative of you. And uh, thank you to all the essential workers out there that keep on going to work while we stay at home. And we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. I was walking through icy streams that took my breath away Moving slowly through westward water Over glacial plains In a walked-off field In a walked-off and old